This is The Wrap, a weekly show recapping all the fun and interesting movie news from the past week. Today is Friday, March 29th, 2013. This is episode 23, and I'm your host, TJ. This week in movie news, we had on Monday two spots from the upcoming film Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and a few other names that we may or may not have heard of. I'm excited to see uh, what this film's going to be like. Um, because I, I, I just, I love the look of this film. I, I actually like Tom Cruise. I know Joe on our other podcast where, that we do together doesn't necessarily care for Tom Cruise. I do tend to like him when he's cast properly. I liked him in Minority Report and the like. And of course, Morgan Freeman. So I'm anxious to see how this film works itself out. There's two TV spots. Uh, you can find that in the show notes and I recommend them. They look, they're looking good. Also on Monday, I reported about HBO Go for non-cable subscribers. Todd Waserman for Mashable reports, HBO CEO is considering making the company's HBO Go online streaming service available to consumers who don't have cable. Right now, we have the right model, HBO chief executive told Reuters on Wednesday. Maybe HBO Go with our broadband partners could evolve. HBO Go, which has about 6.5 million registered users, requires a subscription to a cable operator. However, Flepler mused that the service could conceivably be packaged with a broadband service offering. Broadband customers could pay $10 to $15 extra for HBO to be added to the service, Flepler said, adding, We would have to make the math work. You know what, I'm not holding my breath either way. I'm certainly not going to pay $15 more per month. I I already pay for Hulu and for Netflix, and I'm trial-running Amazon Prime. I may be paying for that. I'm not interested in paying yet another provider for more access to a limited catalog. So you know what? I'm not interested. Uh, you can check out the link in the show notes if you care to read more and get irritated like I am. Also on Monday, we found out that Robert Redford is in talks for Captain America 2. The new Captain America film is probably the most unusual of the upcoming wave of Marvel sequels, since thanks to the first film's climactic time jump forward, most of the original supporting cast probably won't be returning. And so uh, the casting news is Robert Redford. It's not surprising since uh, we've, we, the film, the previous film had quite a bit of star power with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Hugo Weaving and the like, so... Um, it's not surprising necessarily that they would cast someone like Robert Redford, but it is interesting. So we'll see how that develops. Check that link out in the show notes. Joe posted his review of Olympus Has Fallen on Monday. He was a bit harder on it than I would have been, giving it only three stars out of five. I give it four stars of five, and I do recommend the film. I enjoyed it quite a lot. But Joe's review is worth checking out, and I do recommend that. You'll find that again in the show notes. All right. The Wolverine teaser trailer announcement on Vine. This is an interesting one. Joe did not share my opinion of this. I thought it was great marketing, great uh, hype, getting things uh, worked up on social media, ready for the trailer. So this is kind of an announcement of the trailer, and it's a teaser. For those who don't know, Vine is a video posting service for services like Twitter and the like, and it's just a short little looping video with no sound up to 15 seconds, I believe, if I, if I remember that correctly. So it's a fun little uh, fun little teaser announcement, um, and you should check that out. That's in the show notes. And then on Wednesday, I'll skip ahead a little since this all has to do with The Wolverine, the upcoming film. Uh, a 20-second teaser, still not the full trailer, but the 20-second teaser was released, whetting our appetites a little bit more. And 
Finally, on Thursday, the Wolverine debuted full two full trailers, uh, one international and one domestic, and they are a little bit different from each other. I do recommend that you watch them both. As anxious as I am to get back to the main X-Men world and to get Brian Singer back in the mix directing that world, um, I, I'll be interested to see. I, I do like the character of Logan, and I'll be interested to see how this film works out. So make sure you check out the trailers. All right, on Tuesday, I posted an a linked list item called House of Tweets, Social Media and New Media. Let me just read a little bit from Christine Erickson on Mashable. We've all been there, a Sunday afternoon marathoning Lost or some other show that's been aired for years, yet we never got around to watching it. Now think about when a new show premieres. Most of us whip out our phones and share the excitement along with thousands of others watching on social media. Live events tend to generate a mass amount of buzz because we're all watching together at the same time. And skipping ahead, House of Cards had the highest percentage of overall buzz occurred during the first week following the premiere. That buzz also decreased at a faster rate than any of the other shows. You know, I, I think I said this from the beginning after giving it a couple weeks to kind of analyze how I felt about Netflix's release strategy. Uh, I don't think it was a good idea to release the film, the, the series. I don't think it was a good idea to release the series all at once in that way. Joe disagrees with me. We had it out in the comments a little bit if you follow the link through in the show notes. But uh, I think that it's still a better strategy, even though I'm completely on board with the new media strategy and going straight to on-demand. I still think they should only release one episode a week uh, to keep everybody on the same page, to keep the buzz and the chatter going, and so we can all talk about it. Now there's a problem where if, if I'm only on episode three, someone else may be on episode ten, and we can't talk about it with each other, but releasing one episode a week and strategies like that keep everybody on the same page and keep the buzz and the conversation flowing. So I'm a little bit more of that mindset, I think, after having evaluated this. Still, I thought it was a good trial run with House of Cards, and Netflix is certainly pioneering new ground here, and I do applaud that. All right, on Tuesday, I posted a video, Hacking the Mainframe. You know, I love films as much as anybody, but I get annoyed about how overly unrealistic things are portrayed in films, such as computers. Uh, those are often the worst offenders. Uh, just think about the computers in Minority Report and how... Unlike any computers we will ever see, the computers in Minority Report are. Using your arms and articulating and gesticulating and all these things uh, to make your computer operate is just completely unrealistic. And this, this video is pretty fun. It's, it's an ode to movie mainframes, and uh, they can constantly refer to the mainframe and hacking the mainframe and whatever that is, you know. So pretty fun video. Check it out. Uh, you'll find that in the show notes. All right, Wednesday we got another Iron Man 3 TV spot. I must say I'm really looking forward to Iron Man 3. I'm a big fan of the original Iron Man. Iron Man 2, while necessary to the Marvel Universe, if you're a fan like I am, was not a great film. Not really. It was kind of, I, I think I rated it on Letterboxd, if I remember right. I rated it two and a half stars, which is a neutral position. I wanted to like it more than I did. Iron Man 3 looks really good. I'm really excited about it. It's the first post-Avengers Marvel film Tony Stark is in a different place. He's growing as a person. Really looking forward to it. Check out this TV spot for Iron Man 3. All right, we also got an Oblivion featurette on the Sky Tower, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Oblivion because they're, they're using a lot of practical effects. Yes, there's going to be CGI. Yes, there's going to be green screen and blue screen, but in this particular featurette, they highlight how there was no green screen or blue screen in shooting all the tower scenes. Everything was projected to make it look real, 
when they were that they're actually in this tower and looking at sky beyond. So I really enjoy that. They make a lot of great points about not having to deal with blue blue spill or green spill and and the like. So I'm really enjoying that, enjoying the idea of oblivion. Be sure to check out this featurette. It's a fun one. And on Wednesday evening, I recorded the Movie Byte podcast with Joe. We broadcasted it live, as always, and we talked about quite a few things, uh, such as the Wolverine Bioware marketing, where we had a little bit of a disagreement, J.J. Uh, Abrams' vision for Star Trek and Star Wars 7, my feelings about, about his comments on Star Trek. We discussed Robert Redford being rumored as a cast member for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and the casting of previous Captain America films. But we also talked about Olympus Has Fallen. That was our main topic. We had a lot of fun discussing that. Uh, and even though Joe didn't rate it as highly as I did, he still recommends watching that film as well. Be sure to check out that podcast at moviebyte.com slash mbpodcast slash 37. You'll also find a link in the show notes. All right, and finally, let's talk about what you might like to see this weekend. Uh, we are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel coming into summer, getting some good films going on. Our first new film is G.I. Joe Retaliation. This film isn't going to be Shakespeare, but uh, it will be a good action flick, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it does star Bruce Willis, and uh, I'm going to pretend like I didn't even see the last Die Hard film, and I'm going to pretend like it doesn't even exist and give Bruce Willis kind of a, a pass on that. You know what? Everybody makes a bad film once in a while. I like his films. Looking forward to it. Film is rated PG-13 for intense sequences of combat violence, brief sensuality, language, and martial arts action. Uh, be sure to uh, check that out this weekend if you like action films. I think this is going to be a decent one. Uh, next up, Tyler Perry's Temptation is new this weekend. You know, um, I think it's possible that they really are going f for portraying adultery and the like correctly and the hurt and the pain that that causes and it, that comes with, but I just don't think I'm interested in this film, uh, and I'm going to say you prob I'm probably not going to recommend this film. Uh, the Host is also new this weekend. That's the one I'll be seeing, and we'll be talking about it on the Movie Byte podcast next week. Uh, you may want to check this one out, especially if you like sci-fi and fantasy like I do. Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed certain aspects of the Twilight films uh, from author Stephanie Meyer, so uh, I'm interested to see how this goes. Uh, be sure to check out The Host this weekend if you're interested. Other films still in theaters are The Crudes, Olympus Has Fallen, The Call, Oz the Great and Powerful, Admission, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Identity Thief, Jack the Giant Slayer, Snitch, and Safe Haven. For more details, be sure to visit the article linked in the show notes, What to See, weekend of March 29, 2013. That is all for this week. You can find the links for all the awesome things I talked about in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 23. You can also follow us on Twitter to stay up to date. Our username is at MovieByte. Or you can like us on Facebook to keep up with us at Facebook.com slash MovieByte. And make sure you visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at MovieByte.com. And that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. 